Contractor Appointed for Courthouse Railings, article by Suzanne Pender. The saga of the dilapidated railings surrounding Carlow Courthouse took another tentative step forward last week. Councillor Fergal Brown confirmed to the Nationalist that the OPW has engaged Francis Hawhey building contractors to carry out the repair work on the historic railings. The long-running issue surrounding the restoration of the railings has rumbled on for years, with the OPW, Carlow County Council and the Court Service all involved in efforts to find a solution. Earlier this year, tenders were finally sought for the project to restore the railings, with ten sections initially earmarked before final costings and approval could be secured for the remaining sections. Last week, Councillor Brown contacted the OPW for an update on the tendering process, asking if a contractor had been appointed and when work on the railings can begin. The OPW confirmed that the procurement process is now complete and has appointed a contractor to carry out the repair works, Francis Hawhey Building Contractors. OPW are engaging with the appointed contractor re-planning of the works and I will keep you posted reprogress, it stated. Reports from Carlow County Council by Suzanne Pender Bank building in Burris should not be sold off. An iconic historical building in the centre of Burris shouldn't simply be sold off, insisted a local councillor. Councillor Willie Quinn raised the issue of the former Bank of Ireland premises in the town, closed recently by the bank as part of its nationwide policy. Councillor Quinn reflected on the sad day it would be for the town if this iconic building, with huge history attached and dating back over 100 years to the Kavanaghs, is eventually sold privately. I'm asking the council and the enterprise office to look seriously at this and see what other use this building could be put to, something that would give a boost to the town, said Councillor Quinn. He raised the issue as Kieran Comerford, Head of Economic Development and Enterprise, was explaining the local enterprise development plan. The detailed plan outlined the work of the local enterprise office, the various training, mentoring and development programmes offered, and the schemes to support small and medium enterprises. Mr Comerford touched on the plans to develop Enterprise House, reminding members that securing funding for the project was a competitive market and required the support of national funding and local matching funding, but they remain optimistic. Councillor Charlie Murphy asked about childcare in relation to the county's businesses, while Councillor Brian O'Donoghue queried staffing levels at the Enterprise Office, considering its large workload. Mr Comerford said there was a very large narrative around hubs and co-working and the sustainability of these hubs. He stated that the local Enterprise Office was looking at a location in Carlow, Bagnallstown and two in Hackettstown, but was taking a prudent approach adding that it was also important that the private market kicks in. Mr Comerford said that child care was a matter for the county's child care committee, which will establish a need in an area and the financial supports available. The plan was then proposed by Councillor O'Donoghue and seconded by Councillor Andrea Dalton. €1.7 million Euro funding for upgrade to waterworks in Ballinabrana. Balnebrana has secured €1.7 million under Irish Waters Small Towns and Villages Growth Programme. 
The funding will see the significant upgrade of the area's water and wastewater treatment facilities, safeguarding future services and development. The funding was warmly welcomed by senior engineer Orla Barrett, who described the Balnebrana project as priority number one among a list of seven submissions from County Carlow under the programme following consultation with Irish Water. Ms Barrett listed Ardatton, Clonigal and Kildavan among the other areas where funding is being sought. Councillor Michael Doran welcomed the announcement for Balnebrana and asked about the timescale and if the upgrade would allow for more development in the area. Councillor John MacDonald pointed out that in many cases the provision of essential services such as water can hold up development in an area while Councillor William Patton remarked that there wasn't much point in supporting houses in our towns and villages if the water treatment system simply isn't there to support such developments. Ms Barrett stated that it was a 10 to 18 month process with planning permission for the Balanabrana project expected to be sought in the first three months of 2022. Lack of public transport slammed. Climate change is being used as an excuse to tax people. Meanwhile, the provision of public transport is seriously lagging behind. So remarked Councillor William Patton, who accused the government of putting the cart before the horse on the issue of climate change by its decision to increase taxes on fuel, yet continue to leave many areas like Carlow without public transport. Climate change is being used as an excuse to tax people, How long have we to wait for a public bus service, he asked. More transparency for expenses needed. Members of Carlow County Council have called for a more efficient model for payment of councillors' expenses in light of the recent RTE Investigates programme. At the October meeting of the local authority, Councillor Adrienne Wallace put forward a notice of motion calling for a greater transparency about expenses claimed by local representatives and called for an end to the double payments some councillors received by wrongly claiming expenses from their own local authority and from an external organisation for the same official absence. The RTE Investigates programme reviewed expense records from every local authority in the country as well as records from numerous other public bodies that pay councillors' expenses. Councillor John MacDonald amended Councillor Wallace's motion by suggesting the council write to the representative bodies for elected representatives, asking them to examine ways in which a more efficient model for expenses can be used. The amendment was seconded by Councillor Fergal Brown, who remarked that the vast majority of the county's 900 public representatives worked very hard many of whom don't collect expenses, work voluntarily and are very happy to do so. He questioned the merits of the programme, describing it as an anticlimax, adding that RTE itself is a public organisation where 110 of its employees earn over €100,000. Councillor Casson agreed, pointing out that the overpayment discovery by the programme ultimately amounted to €21,000. The motion was then passed by all members. Overdraft in place for 2022. The local authority has agreed to put the facilities in place for an overdraft in 2022 should the need arise. Director of Services for Finances Pat Delaney told the October meeting of Carlow County Council 
that the Council did not require overdraft facilities in 2021, but with a rate of 1.625% rather than a standard rate, it was important to have it in place. Councillor Ken Murnane proposed that the overdraft facilities be put in place, seconded by Councillor Tom O'Neill and agreed by the members. Climate change action is a bridge too far for farmers. Farmers are possibly being pushed a bridge too far on the issue of climate change, according to Councillor Charlie Murphy. Councillor Murphy raised the issue of the recent IFA farmers' protests, remarking there is a lot of anger out there as farmers face three or four huge issues coming down the road. Councillor Murphy said there didn't seem to be too much consultation from the government with farmers on the issue of climate change, with emissions expected to be halved by 2030 and by 2050 gone. I don't know how that is realistic and I would ask the government to slow down, have a look at this and consult with the farmers, because at the moment it's maybe a bridge too far, said Councillor Murphy. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. Bogus calls and texts are a total pain. It's true, there's a price to pay for everything. Once upon a time I had no difficulty answering an unknown number. Not so today. Chances are it's a bogus caller trying to get me to divulge my bank account details. Mind you, I don't know why anyone would bother trying to get that information. It's not as though they'd be made for life with what they'd find. They may be able to enjoy a night out at most, depending on where they went, but little more than that. It is the sheer inconvenience that gets to me. I have lost count of the number of such calls I received last week, and when I answered... All I got was a voice recording telling me the caller was from the department of this or that. They didn't get much further with their message because I quickly hung up. I tried to block the caller, but within minutes a mobile number would dial and the same rigmarole started all over again. Eventually I gave up answering such calls, but guess what happened then? I started missing out on genuine calls. Like I said, there's a price to pay for everything. And that is the price for someone being able to contact you 24 hours a day. If that wasn't enough, I then started getting text messages reminding me that a parcel was about to be delivered, and to find out more, all I had to do was open a link for further details. Either someone had actually got a hold of my bank details and had a field day ordering stuff on my behalf, or I had lost my mind and done it myself, because by the look of things, Every postman in the country was about to call to my house. Funny thing though, I hadn't ordered anything online, so here was just another example of paying the price. So for the sheer inconvenience of it, I gladly support the government's decision to impose a hefty fine on those big tech companies who haven't done enough to create security measures to protect their customers. The final saga in this whole bogus text or caller scenario came when I received a text from the HSE stating that an appointment had been made for me to receive a booster vaccine at a centre just outside Cavan. Can you imagine that? Go to a vaccination centre, which according to Google, is a two and a half hour drive from my home, instead of going to one less than ten miles away. Again, there was the tag about logging on to a link, so my first impression was, this was yet another bogus text. But just to be sure, I decided I would phone the hotel in question, just to check and see. To my surprise, 
When I eventually persuaded the receptionist to confirm that at least there was a vaccination centre operating from there, the text turned out to be the real thing. There was such a centre and there was such an appointment, but trying to get that altered proved a whole different problem. On my first attempt, I gave up after being directed to press button one on at least three occasions. On my second, I hung tough, but after waiting on the line for 15 minutes, I gave up and said I would try again the following day. Hoping the early bird catches the worm method would work in my favour, I made an early morning call. Hey presto, I got through to someone and explained my case. Twice. Geography, or lack of it, or my Carlo accent, was obviously proving a bit of a hindrance, but eventually the matter was sorted. Old school, if you resort to it and get to speak to someone, is best after all. Gotta wish some things wouldn't change.